this up there to stop the glare. So um, those of you watching from home, there was a, a halo of light behind my head when I stood, which I, I thought was a pretty good look. But <laughs> well, it's a beautiful day and it's good to be back, but uh, it's also a sad day, really, in America. But this has been a hard week. Uh, over 100,000 people have died from the pandemic. And then we saw this terrible killing of George Floyd. And I don't know if you watched the video. I, I couldn't make it through the whole thing. But here, a black man was killed by a white man, a white police officer, as he's begging for mercy. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And police officers throughout the country have, have obviously condemned this. But as I, as I watched that video, there was a righteous anger that stirred up within me and a, a broken heartedness over this. Here again, the specter of racism is raised, the ugly specter of racism. The original sin of America, some people say. And I thought, watching this as a white man, here I was experiencing anger, righteous anger. And what is it like for a, a black man to watch this? My black brothers and sisters in Christ to watch this. Because they obviously have a connection with this in a way that I don't have. They see themselves in this. They think about their sons. And so it's been a difficult, difficult day, a difficult week. I told my children, it reminds me what's happening now, reminds me of what was happening in L.A. in the 1990s. And watching that play out on TV, the riots in Los Angeles after the arrest and beating and trial of Rodney King, his acquittal. That set off riots, cities burning, violence, violence beginning violence, injustice leading to more injustice. And see, oh, I think it was 60 something people who were killed in the LA riots. But I remember those words of Rodney King, which unfortunately became something of a laugh line. But when he said them originally, he was saying them through tears at a press conference. It was a plea. It was a cry from the heart. Can we all just get along? What's it going to take? How can we get along in this nation? How can we pursue unity where there's so much division and anger and mistrust? <clears throat> and I want to speak to that because Pentecost has something to say about how God gives unity. God's plan for unity. I want us to consider this morning what the outpouring of God's Spirit tells us about God's plan for unity. But first I want us to consider the story of the Tower of Babel, which we read in Genesis 11. Because in the Tower of Babel we see man's plan for unity. See, there's God's plan and then there's man's plan. And in the story of the Tower of Babel, we see a plan for unity 
that's based on pride, spiritual pride. A plan for unity that doesn't include the true God, but man-made gods. This group of people, they were united, it says, in their language. The whole earth had one language in the same words, it says. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody everywhere always spoke the same language. It means that they had a language in common, a common language. Like in New Testament times, the common language was Greek. And even though people spoke other dialects, they had that language in common so they could do commerce together. And today, in most parts of the world, the common language is what? It's English. So this group of people, they had a common language. They could understand one another. They united in their language. They were together in the same geographical area, the plain of Shinar, it says, which was the region of Babylon. 